And welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio here in Parsons, Kansas. I am your host, Sean Fry, the managing sports editor of the Parsons Sun and Chanute Tribune newspapers. And I have an interesting, fun, unique, never done before on The War Room guest today. And that's because not only do we have multiple guests, we have six in total from the Parsons Vikings softball program. Where we're going to welcome back head coach Shelby Liska, who was just on the program, what, two, three weeks ago. Uh, quickest turnaround somebody's ever come back on. Her assistant and husband, Wade Liska, is also joining the program. And we have four seniors from the program. We have Lauren Ferris, Carmela Stoneberger, Izzy Fuentes, and Heather. Please remind me of your last name. Heather Fitzgerald. Uh, and why is Parsons Softball being represented on the war room today? Well, they just got their first win since the 2017 season. They beat Car- they beat Coffeyville on the back game of a doubleheader, 4-3. to three. Carmela Stoneberger earning the win in the circle. Uh, first appearance by anybody not named Maria Wilson pitching for the Vikings in that game, and she goes and delivers the win. First win for the Parsons Vikings in five years, dating back to 2017. Just to give people some context of how long that period has stretched, not only is it well before the pandemic, which I think a lot of our lives are judged by pre- and post-pandemic at this point, you're talking about a team that had Bridget Dunlay and Lindsey Pellock playing for it. Both of those girls went on to play at LeBette Community College, Lindsay Bridget Dunley lasted one year, and Lindsay Pellock lasted two years. She had a she had a decent career at Labette Community College. Uh, you know, highlighted by the fact that she got a win over Butler, a winning decision over a Butler team that is a multiple time Division One national championship team. Both those girls, Lindsay Pellock has since graduated from Pitt State. It has been a long time since this program has seen a win, and and these girls finally delivered one. Uh, so, Shelby, I'm going to pass the mic to you, uh, head coach, first-year head coach, Shelby Liska. Shelby, take me through that bat game, that 4-3 to three win on Thursday over Coffeyville. You guys were up 4-1 to one going in the seventh and then had to hold off a rally. It feels, like, it feels poetic. That was the only way it was going to happen. Take me through that game just from the eyes of how you experienced it. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Um, after the first game, we realized that we needed to shake things up a little bit. We needed to change the batting order. We needed to change someone in the circle. And um, I just went with my gut and knew Carmela is my go-to in those situations. And I'm really proud of her for stepping up in those moments. And, um, you know, she delivered. She got ground balls. She got pop flies. Um, we had timely hits. And also Coffeeville made errors that we capitalized on. And so, you know, this time last year, we were going into this similar a similar situation and we we couldn't produce a win and Coffeeville did come back in the seventh and you know I can with 100% certainty say going into the seventh inning I knew we had this I knew the girls were ready um, we have been working really hard and mentally we were there physically we were there and I just really um I'm really proud of them for never panicking. When I called time after a leadoff hit, I walked into the circle, and you could tell the dynamic was completely different than last year. They were confident. They were relaxed. I reminded them that they cannot win the game with that run alone. So just get outs, and we will we will handle the game as it goes. And so the second time I called time, very similar situation. We had two outs. So um, Carmela delivered a ground ball to Arissa Wan at shortstop, and Arissa made a clean play and and we ended the game. So it was it was a really satisfying moment. I saw the I saw the uh, I saw the video of the celebration uh, after that last out, and obviously it was just you know revved up to an eleven with how excited you were and how excited the girls were. 
what was that? Tell me what you were genuinely feeling in that moment. I think just satisfaction and just just pride for not not for the coaching staff, but for the team, for the girls who have stuck it out, um, for enduring the past few years where not only it's been a pandemic, but a losing season and they came through and, and just seeing that moment of we can do hard things. Um, it doesn't matter what people are saying in the community. Girls are hearing stuff at school from other people. And you know what? They are delivering and they're proving people wrong. Uh, Wade, I'm going to toss it to you real quick. Uh, you know, didn't get to hear from you when I brought your wife on uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. Uh, you're new to the coaching staff this year. Uh, it t- first off, tell us a little bit about your background, what, what brought you here to Parsons, what brought you to the softball program, and, and, and what your perspective was coming in really with an outside perspective. You know, you landed into a program where you knew the history of it, but you could bring in maybe just some fresh ideas, some fresh, uh, really a fresh perspective. I always advocate that sometimes if you need some ship course correcting, just bring somebody in who, who's not, you know, entrenched in the weeds of it because they can maybe get some a new look on it. Uh, Wade, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you went about maybe bringing in some fresh eyes to this program. Uh, so I'm originally from Chicago and uh when Shelby was at Baxter Springs coaching and student teaching, uh, her admin got me a, uh, an interview here, and I've been here since 2015. I think this is my seventh year here. Um, then about four years ago, Shelby got the assistant coach job, and I've been just kind of in the background helping out, doing little things that they needed done. Um, so I really had no ties to the team, no say in what they were doing or anything like that. But They weren't paying you to be there. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, like, hey, just take this group over here and hit, take this group over there and do some throwing, different things like that. Um, so coming in, it was kind of easy to see, like, hey, maybe we need to just bring things back down to a fundamental standpoint, like really break it down for us. And uh, Shelby was on board with that. And so at the beginning of the season, we just – started everything fresh basics and built it back up to build their confidence and um so far it's working out and the girls are really putting in hard work what's your uh what's your athletic background do you have any athletic background i played four years of high school baseball and then went to juco and where'd you go where'd you go juco moraine valley community college suburb um outside chicago and i was going to play first base there when i got to try out there was three guys that were about three feet taller than me and massive. So I decided to grab my glove and head to the pitching mound. Um, pitched six or seven of relief innings there and threw my arm out. So, And I maintain that uh, the NJC, I think the NJCAA and junior college athletics as a whole sometimes gets a bad rap. I hope people realize that when I mentioned that Lindsey Pellock beat Butler Butler is one of the best college softball teams in the country, regardless of level. I, I promise you, they would go and beat Pitt State most years, just straight up in a seven-inning game. You're going to have a junior college go and beat an MIAA Division II team. Uh, so when Lindsay beat Butler, that was a big deal for her for, to, to see someone from Parsons go and, and beat a perennial Division I powerhouse team uh, and uh, junior college athletics – as a whole, obviously, 
at Labette, you have a very talented softball team at Division II level. You have a women's basketball team that is constantly ranked in the top 10. They've been in the top 10, I think, without exception for the last three seasons in every poll that's come out. Uh, it, it is some of the best sports you can watch. I advocate to you. I would My one piece of advice I may give to you athletes here is, uh, you know, I know you're seniors now, but any athlete that's listening, go watch them play. Whether it's softball, baseball, wrestling, basketball, even volleyball, uh, you know, go watch them play. You're going to go watch some of the best athletes in, in in the area and in the country uh, go and duke it out at a very high level, and you learn a lot just by sitting there and digesting it. Uh, Shelby, outside of you know that perspective of building out some of the fundamentals and really getting this team fundamental driven and, and solid in that base, psychologically, what was maybe your approach? Uh, with this team uh, as you took the reins? Yeah, we knew other teams would really challenge us mentally. And so I think it goes hand in hand, the mental aspect and the fundamentals. And so when they're confident in those fundamentals, it's second nature when it comes into a game, when there's pressure on, we've been doing drills where, um, you know, we have certain situations and we put base runners on during practice and, um, they're either telling us what they're going to do with the ball before, or, you know, they, they're to that point now they're turning to, they're fielding the bunts, they're covering, they're knowing that they know what, what to do with the ball when it's hit to them or they're throwing. And so with that mental aspect, um, at the beginning of the season, defensively, that's what we were doing. And I feel like we're hitting a strong point, strong point in the middle of our season, but, um, in the batter's box, one, I remember two practices over spring break. I got on the mound and I just threw to the nine hole that we have and the girls were just in the box and I would explain different pitches and different counts and what pitch you were looking for in a certain count. So I think in the box, we are more confident with pitches we're hitting or what we're looking for. And so I think that's been a big mental aspect of our game as well. Uh, it is time to hear from some of the players who have been twi- literally twiddling their thumbs over the last uh, 10 minutes and are now probably anxious, either anxiously or fearfully waiting to talk. Uh, Carmela, I'm going to start with you. Carmela Stoneberger, the winning pitcher in Game 2 against Coffeyville. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, just to throw it back one more time, uh, you know, comedy comes in threes. Uh, you know, Lindsey Pellock was the last person to win a game for the Parsons Vikings as a pitcher. Let's add Carmela Stoneberger to that list. Carmela, tell me about what your mentality was going into that Coffeeville game when you got told that you were going to be the pitcher and just your approach. Whenever I got told that I was going to pitch for the game, I was very nervous. I was like, I haven't pitched in like forever and be up in the mound again to pitch for the last game. It was just very nerve-wracking. But as soon as I got up there and started pitching, it was just like, was like very excited being there and when it got to like the last like the last inning the last pitch I pitched it and people doing their job fielding it and throwing it and felt really felt really good that last out uh that gets grounded to a, a rosa and you make and they make the play uh just what went through your head i was just so excited that we won a game and like that was my goal for my senior year was to win a game like mm-hmm. for Playing with them for three years, I just wanted to win one game with them my senior year, and that happened. It was very exciting, and I loved it. Uh, we're going to pass the mic to uh, Lauren Ferris now. Lauren, uh, you're, you, you and I are a little more familiar with each other. I covered you a lot during the tennis season in the fall. 
uh, you've experienced a lot of success in tennis. Uh, made it to state three years, I want to say. I think three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, those really those are really meaningful experiences to you. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I, I've watched you uh, play a sport at this school at a high level. Uh, Jane Posh and Tyler Beardmore, uh, they are some of the best coaches in the building. Uh, and, and no offense to Shelby or Wade or Anthony Hauck or Jeff Scheibe or anybody, I, I think Jane Posh is the best coach to ever walk the halls of that building. Uh, and I, I'm, the question I have really is, did you take anything in your success in tennis, and, and how did that affect your mentality going into a softball program that we know had, that we can be honest with ourselves and say had fallen on hard times? How do you take a mentality that you had with tennis knowing that you were in that you did make it far and, and try to get that into the softball program. Honestly, it's a different aspect. Softball is a team sport. So like I had to rely on my teammates backs where tennis, it was more me and Jaden together where this is a whole team sport. So like cheering each other on was a big part of it. Like congratulating the good and like talking about the bad. Mm-hmm. It really helps with the mentality and like, Saying it's okay to make a mistake, that helped a lot. For sure. I, I, I like that answer. Uh, Izzy Fuentes, I think it's your time now. Uh, Izzy, uh, you know, sa- same type of question. Going Maybe going into the year, uh, w- what was your uh, approach and what was your reaction to maybe some of the things that Coach Lisco was doing uh, under new management, essentially? Um, really, going into this season, I was really ready because – I tore my ACL at the end of last season, and it really brought me down. So I just wanted to bounce back, and I also made the same goal as Carmela. I just wanted to win a game for my senior year because she's been here all four years coaching us, and, I mean, COVID year hit. So that got taken away from us, and we could have potentially gotten a win that year as well. But really, under her new management, I think um, her mentality – and her bringing us back to this point is really what got us here, pushing then, us every day. And then Heather Fitzgerald, uh, last uh, last but certainly not least, at, le- at least for the first segment here, uh, what is uh, really the, the thoughts going ahead now? You guys have one win, <laughs> uh, and I know that was a goal for a lot of you, but I'm, I'm sure you'd love to see that number maybe go to two, three, four. We don't know what the season ahead has for you guys. How do you kind of maybe try and take some momentum uh, with your teammates uh, going forward? Definitely with that win under our belt, I feel like we've gotten a little more confident with our plays, especially because we know we can do it now. Um, I just, mainly I want us to have fun doing it because when we fall back and we like um, get in our heads and we talk down ourselves, we don't play as well. And definitely during that first game with against Coffeyville, we were not playing at our best. And that definitely at the second game, you could – definitely see a change like we were having fun we were talking we were like definitely there for each other and I want to see that going on to next game so like like drop the attitude and like know that we're all there for each other and it's okay to make mistakes we just need to learn from it and move on um I'm just really excited to see if we can definitely do that because I know I know we can because I've known pretty much all of the girls on these teams for years and I know all pretty much everybody individually and I know we can all do it so I just want to see us actually like put it into play Anybody listening, I hope you're learning from these high school senior women who are uh, just spitting nothing but facts right now. Uh, We're going to go to a quick break here on the War Room, but when we come back, more of the Parsons softball program uh, here on KOKC Radio. Don't go anywhere.
And we're back here on The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, uh, here on The War Room. And Izzy Fuentes is locked and loaded. Uh, we talked a little bit off air about a question I was going to ask them, and Izzy is the first one that wants to give an answer. So, Izzy, my question that I'm going to pose to you is, how do you feel like the Parsons community can better service its female athletes from the grade school level all the way up through their high school careers? Because I think if everybody in this room is, is being honest, there was, there was a time just a couple years ago where virtually every girls' sport at Parsons High School had fallen on hard times. Softball's still trying to build its way out of it. You have a lot of experience in this realm, and you seem ready to answer. Uh, tell me about your perspective on this. Well, honestly, I think it started around my more middle school area because when I was growing up, I played on travel teams and rec softball. And like as I got to like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, about to get into high school sports, I noticed that no one wanted to coach our teams. We had to rely on parents to coach practices. They wanted me as a 12-year-old to coach a t-ball team. And I just didn't understand why no one wanted to take the time out of their day to have little kids learn athletics. So honestly, I think that we need to start building up our programs and teaching our kids that they need to go outside and get athletic and be physical and not just stay on their phones and rely on video games. And with COVID hitting and starting to die down, we really need to push them getting more into group activities and not just staying away from everyone. Uh, anybody who also wants to speak on this, Carmela, I think you have a bit of a bit of a take on this. Yeah, um, I agree with Izzy on that because growing up, like we played together for like a while, and it was always parents coaching, and like half the time they didn't want to be there because like oh we're just here to coach because our kid wants to play, and it was kind of upsetting because as a person that like. I really love softball. Like, it's like my getaway. And like, I play travel league and we go everywhere. And it's just, it's so fun. And Izzy also makes like a good point that no one goes outside anymore. Like, everyone's just inside and just they do nothing. And it sucks that whenever like people like seeing the softball program, like not as much people want to go outside and do mm-hmm. anything because like just just don't want to and it sucks because sometimes we can't have teams and stuff and we won't have enough people mm-hmm. lauren what about you i think uh parsons recreational center is trying to get little kids involved in sports however it's costly to participate in sports you got the equipment the shoes the gear everything and then the season is short because little kids have a short attention span. And if there's multiple kids in a family, then it gets really pricey really fast. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just hard for the parents to come out and throw all this extra money when some of them are already struggling. Mm-hmm. So I think that plays a role in it too. Heather, do you want to add anything to that? And it looks like she does. So we're going to pass the mic. We'll pass the mic around one more time. <laughs> Heather. Same, same inquiry, just tell us your perspective. Kind of backpacking off of what Izzy and Carmela said, um, a lot of growing up for me is I played, like, softball. I didn't say, no, I didn't play softball. I played soccer and I played volleyball. And a lot of those were, like, coached by parents that who needed to step up because they couldn't find a coach or just because they 
nobody wanted to coach. So they were like, oh, well, I guess I'll do it. And most of those parents didn't know what they were doing until they actually got in there. So a lot of us learned kind of the fundamentals, but in different ways. And then as we grew, we learned them in different ways again. And then we learned them different. And now getting into high school, going into like volleyball and then softball, I'm learning things that I didn't even know existed because of parents who not necessarily didn't know what they were doing, but didn't know it down to the fundamentals and everything. So I feel like the Parsons should really try to find people who want to do that job and who is solely there to do that job and not for other people who have outside things that they need to work on like other jobs and they need to be focused solely on coaching that one sport and being there for the kids and teaching them what they want to know instead of being like oh I guess I guess parents can come coach or or even like I know some people like um out of high school they're like oh you can come coach because you played that doesn't necessarily mean no you mean you know what you're doing so I think they should really focus on finding people who love the sport know what they're doing who can teach the kids exactly what they need to know in order to succeed going forward into like a high school career or even a college career. Mm-hmm. Shelby, and I think you and I can expand a lot on what they just said. Uh, and I, I want to start and say that most youth leagues are quote, going to have parents coaching and, and those people are volunteers and we respect their time. But what I see when I talk, when I look at baseball or basketball in this town on the, at least boys basketball is it, there's a core of about maybe 10 to 15 uh, coaches that stay up to date on the game, that genuinely are investing their time, and they have leagues that invest for them to become more, uh, to become better coaches. And those are the guys that are constantly coaching the Babe Ruth and constantly coaching uh, youth basketball in this area. And that creates a, a through line all the way up until high school, because some of those guys are on the coaching staff at, for Parsons Boys Basketball and and Parsons Baseball. And you know what? They're doing it right. It, this is not, it, it, we're not insulting them. They have done it the right way, and that is how you create consistency. But we're not seeing that on the female side. I, I know uh, every girls coach in the building, from you to Pat Shibe on girls basketball, very who had a very good year, by the way, uh, the girls basketball team did, and Brooke Hopper on the girls volleyball team, you're all trying to create those through lines what what does that process maybe look like, and, and how do and how do you maybe even piggyback a little bit off what your players just said here? Well, I think a lot of it too is investing in women's sports. It's not it's not just about the men anymore. And I mean, if you look at college softball D one, the women's college world series is raking in millions of views every game, every session. Um, and then it's it's a great time and. And people say, oh, women's sports, they're, it's not exciting. That's ridiculous. That's You need to invest in women's sports. Um, you know, growing up, I didn't, I didn't have anyone to look up to. College softball really wasn't televised. And now I can turn on my TV, and it's on ESPN. And so these young girls are able to see that their dreams can come true. They can play on – they can play on TV. Um, I mean, but even just last year with the women's basketball – um, with the postseason, the difference in D1 with the men and women, like their weight rooms being different, their hotels, their meals, like it's ridiculous. Invest in women's sports. Absolutely. Now that we've heard, all from, now that we've heard from the women, let's hear from the men's side of this issue, and that is myself and Wade. Um, Wade, in all seriousness, uh, you're, 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 you're in the trenches on this issue. I'm sure you hear from, from Shelby all the time at home and on the, and on the field about these issues what what can what can men do better 
to invest in women's athletics in this community. You repeat that. What do you feel like men can do better? What and the community can do better to invest in women's athletics in almost and specifically in this community. I think one thing the community has to do um, is we have to make it fun for these girls to come out and play. Uh, right now, as the girls said, the parents are going out there because you know they're being pushed into these roles, maybe because their daughters play or whatnot, and and they're doing the best they can. Um, but I think we, as a community, need to get our girls more involved in sports and show them it's okay to be athletic and it's okay to be strong and physical and times have changed right and so girls can do anything they want now right so if we can get them out there show them what they're capable of doing and capable of accomplishing um, that's going to boost their confidence and we can get them out on the field to have fun and show them how to play whether it's basketball softball tennis anything absolutely uh everybody thank you so much for coming on the show uh for those listening they can't shelby liska the head coach rounded up four of her seniors and her husband slash assistant coach and came onto this show with 20 minutes notice i had two cancellations and she i just happened to catch her out of practice and she rounded them up and got them here and we had a great conversation i'm very thankful for you guys coming on the show congratulations on breaking the losing streak uh and you know it, it is it is a special time when if you're looking at the standings and you look at parsons and that little column that says streak it says w1 right now uh so it is a fun time uh thank you for coming on the show again uh coach liska uh if you want to come on every three weeks i'll welcome you with open doors but uh, i'm sure you'll be back uh that'll do it for the war room here on KOKC radio i'm your host sean fry everybody stay safe and god bless